We've been at this for quite some time now. If you don't know, now you know. Leaders need friends. Back on the air. It has been brought to my attention that when you become a uh, a podcaster, you change your voice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> do, do you notice when you listen back, do you sound different, Jake, to yourself? Yeah, yeah I do. What about you, Jordan? Jordan, Jordan, you can turn it on with your voice. Like you, you Jordan do a great job. Jordan doesn't listen back. Give us some of that. She I don't. She hates no. it. But you <laughs> got like, a turn great it off. customer service voice. I do. That one's interesting. That was weird. That's on give Rodeo us, Drive. Give us some of that uh, CFA. Oh, I don't even know how to do it. Customer service. What would it be? Look, it's, Hi, thank you so much for coming. I can turn. It's weird. It's like, it's it's like weird. When, she's, when she's getting chewed out by a customer yeah. and a customer service said, okay, great. We'll make that better for Thanks you. Thanks so much. We can help you. You have to be able to do that when people are threatening your life over can AP you Snuggets. Oh. My friend Joel Capper does a really good Mickey Mouse. Have you heard it? It's scary. Oh, gee, that's swell. It's scary. Freaks me out. The funniest thing is when he tried to do it in South Carolina, but he had morning voice. Oh. So he was like, guys, I've got the best Mickey Mickey Mouse okay. and sounded nothing like <laughs> Mickey Mouse. But anyways, leaders need friends. We're back with some fresh content. Remember that friendship, I believe it is a lost art that we can regain and recapture and find again. And leadership is in you. If you don't think you have what it takes to lead, leadership is simply influence, as John Maxwell says, and everyone has influence. And so, yeah, let's steward this thing. That was good. Sounds what people nice. really don't know is that there is literally nothing in front of us that yeah. allows us to follow a script. No. Nope. This nope. is three friends mm -hmm. free talking yep. with where our head is. And so where my head is, look, we're coming off Thanksgiving. I celebrated an anniversary. Yeah. In the Christmas season, Arrow uh, Creative Company, you guys had a Santa experience for yeah, some of your did. clients. And then you had some, yep. some people sign up, man, tell them about that Santa experience. It was wild. I think it was everything that I would have wanted when I was yeah. a kid. We like over the top. sent letters from Very. Santa into their mailbox with like a little so Debbie good. Christmas tree cake, which if we ever got a sponsorship, I would want it to be from little Debbie just for me. Um, but we <laughs> did that and then they showed up and there were elves outside and they came in. And, they and sat I hope with you remember the secret handshake. Yeah. And let's say no more. Mm -hmm. And Santa remembered it for a kid. It was crazy. We How built cool a sleigh. Um, and then we had like elf time with like or cookie time with the elves. Like it was just really cool. Yeah. Probably my favorite part was like watching the kids reactions Absolutely. and seeing the studio and knowing, oh man, they're going to remember yeah. that. Yeah. Like the, the, the one little boy that we're referencing, we won't use any names or anything. Yeah. But the secret handshake, the dad told me if I could have seen his son's face. It was mm -hmm. wild. Like yeah. having that moment with his kid and how cool is that, man? Yeah. I mean, he, his dad panic called and was like, he just told me he remembers this <laughs> this milkshake, this handshake. And what do we do? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, let me show it. Let me see if Santa remembers it. And Santa remembered it. And it was funny because the kid was so nervous yeah. that they didn't initiate it. But then Santa initiated That's it. So and cool. it, it was like their eyebrows went so high. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> so, so cool. It was cool. So I love that you did that. Are you yeah. doing another weekend of it coming up We're on Christmas? We're figuring that or? out right now. Yeah. We don't know. Gotcha. Maybe we're seeing, we're gauging some interest, you know? Yeah. Cause I'd imagine after people saw the setup and buzz mm -hmm. kind of came out of that event, people had to have reached out. Sure. Yes, they yeah. did. We had some. So all I'm saying, Santa was awesome. It was. Not only in Santa, you had Mrs. Claus. Yes. Yeah. She I mean, she don't just come out cake. all the time. Like no. she's, she's just there doing, man, spreading holiday cheer. Yeah. Yep. 
It so, was cute. That's awesome. I love that that's happening. This is, you know, this has been an interesting time for me. The holiday season has had its ups and downs. Yeah. Um, when my son wasn't with me full time, you know, there were some 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 of those holidays, man. I was, I was just a, a punk. I, I wasn't yeah. fun to be around. Mm. And so I don't know, like when you feel like you're clicking on all cylinders and families around, exciting. It's different. Yeah. You know, the Bible yeah. tells us that the end of a thing is greater than its beginning. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we put so much emphasis on the start of a year. Yeah. That I love the emphasis on like ending a year with an anticipation that we've still got some 2023 left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To, right. to end on a high note. Yeah. And kind of set momentum going into, you know, 24. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I don't want December to I was telling Jake, I was like, it's already like December 5th yesterday. I was like, I don't yeah, want to miss yeah. the next 20 days. I feel like I rush the holidays sometimes with work and the nature of what we do it's and so easy traveling. Yeah. But you I guys got enjoy some travel it. plans? Like normal for, Possibly, for those yeah. that are listening that don't know the dynamics of, yeah. of our family. Oh, yes. Um, which, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but yeah. Jordan pretty much is like a daughter to Brandy and mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. which has been incredible because she's a blessing in our life. So we've been doing Christmas now. This will be our 14th Christmas. And then yep. Jake came into the Christmas scene. Yep. This will be our third or um, fourth? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth Christmas. So mm -hmm. fourth Christmas with Jake. And so we, my father-in-law, it's his birthday. So okay. we always do, a, we do breakfast casserole. So much mm -hmm. fun. And that like 27 layer chocolate cake. Yep. Oh my gosh. It's so um, good. And then there's some other birthday traditions that are. Yeah. Are left for <laughs> off-air conversations, yeah. <laughs> yes. but we love it. We celebrate that, and then um, you guys end up going somewhere. Typically, we normally go yeah. to Ocala, but this year Jake's family has asked if I would host. So Come they're coming on. up from Ocala and yeah. Orlando. Super excited! And you've got that great twenty-four by twenty-four pole barn. It's hey. true. Sponsored. <laughs> the picture you guys oh sent us. Yeah. It's so exciting. Which, by the way, Leaders Need Friends, sponsored by APEC Express. Yeah, yeah right. right. <laughs> for real. Sean Loki, if you're uh, listening, if uh, someone knows him, just go ahead and tell him. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. For sponsoring our we show. We got a second house, is what it looks like <laughs> it now. It seriously It's does. incredible. Yeah. yeah, it is. Are you going to put some lights and stuff underneath? We it already have. We mm -hmm. had so our good. friend Matt come. Yeah. I can't and wait do to it. come see it. Do you got the gravel down or are you waiting on that? The gravel. That's coming, I think, right? We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Holiday budgets, you know. There you go. <laughs> Treat yourself. Mm. Oh, gosh. But yeah, I just, you know, again, I think kind of tying back into um, just a thought, uh, you know, I, I did full disclosure because we're just open books. Yeah. I shared a thought with Jake before you walked in the room, Jordan. Sounds about be, right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it'll be the context of what we uh, talk about. Yeah. Um, but with the thought of the end of a thing being greater than its beginning, Right. Um, I kind of want to talk about starting things. I think you got the New Year's right around the corner. Yeah. So you've got some New Year's resolutions. You got people that are that are going to try to start uh, implementing some, you know, new framework around oh, yeah. their mornings, disciplines, yeah. habits, all the things. Yeah. And so the thought that I had that I really want to unpack, and I think this would apply to uh, anyone that's looking at starting a business. Mm -hmm. Um. If so, for us, you know, we're we're part of a, a church organization as well, and so potentially future church plants and uh, starting other campuses, expanding your business, or uh, just a bunch of things. Um, what I want to talk about is what we'll call the start before the start. Hmm. All right, so here's where my thought is, and I think this would be like just an incredible leadership lesson and application that, you know, whether you lead in the ministry place or in the marketplace, you could apply a lot of these these concepts are yeah. uh, really, if I'm going to challenge you as a leader, 
uh, man, you got to see things before others do. Yeah. That's why vision kind of leads from the front. That's right. Um, and so when you're out front, you got vision for years. So I believe that you could actually achieve greater things by having to start before the start. Hmm. Um, so for example, let's say um, that the church is looking at starting another campus in seven years. Sure. Yeah. So if it's like, yeah, you know, that's the plan for seven years, like seven years from now, man, we'll, we'll launch a new campus and, and, and be rolling. Mm-hmm. Well, what that tells me is I can start before the start. Right. Yeah. Because that seven year time frame actually starts today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I can start implementing some things to make sure that when it starts. Right. I've already got it, you know, um, kind of worked out in my mind. Right. I've worked my yeah. I, I've worked my plans out and systems and structures. And I think business is very much the same. I think a lot of times when we start something just spontaneously, like just off the cuff, mm-hmm. um, that excitement and that passion can burn down and burn out. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. And then you're left with like the, the, the systems and your, your systems and your structure. Um, you don't, I've heard someone say before, and I'll probably butcher this quote cause I don't have it in front of me, but basically like you don't, um, you, you fail to the level of preparation or to the level of your systems. Mm-hmm. So your yeah. systems are doing exactly what they're created to do. Right. And if you're not getting great results, you may not need to do the same system. You may need to mm-hmm. update your system. Yep. So yeah, um, your, your OS may be out of date. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when you look at stuff like that, um, I think that we should start looking as leaders as a way to plan before the start, yeah. start mm-hmm. before the start. Yeah. So let's take the seven year model. If it was going to be seven years, then seven years out, I need to start this. Six years out, I need to start this. Five years out, I need to start this. Four, three, two, one. And then I'm seven years down the road. I'm ready to open the doors with a confidence that I'm ready for the start. Yeah. Mm. Because before your business starts, you have to start. Right. And I think that says a lot about how we approach projects, how we approach even, you know, from the friendship side of leaders need friends. Man, I think you can actually start before the start of a new friendship. Yeah. You start mm-hmm. thinking about what do you want out of a friendship, the kind of friend that you're going to be. Yes. And so when you go into these, it's like a pre-decision. I, I determined ahead of time that this is what the core values of my company are going to be. Right. And you kind of work that. And and it doesn't happen. I mean, success doesn't grow overnight. No. Yeah. Um, a lot of success stories, you know, people would be like, man, that church came out of nowhere. That business blew up. Well, that business quietly could have been existing for 10 plus years and no one knew about it. Right. Yeah. And so, um, I think when we look at stuff like that, it's, it's worth maybe putting some practical things in place of what can I be doing now today, Mm -hmm. preparing for the future while, you know, I guess really you got to settle your past because the past has a way of keeping you from moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Let's just start unpacking stuff. Yeah. The past will impact your plans. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. If you don't settle it. Yeah. Because like you said that. It can influence your perspective on what's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll mm-hmm. influence your drive. Yeah. And motivation. Yeah. I think it can have a negative, a negative impact on your projection too. Yeah. Big time. So if you've had past failures, mm-hmm. then the projection of like, man, like we're going to hit this, this benchmark, you could, you could set the bar lower. Right. Um, then maybe what's in your heart. Yeah. And there's nothing more discouraging than to settle into something less than what you know you could do yeah, or what you know you've been called to do. Yeah. And so if God called you to, man, whatever, fill in the blank, and you stop short of it, 
you could achieve some things. Yeah. But like ultimately missing out on what he called you to do, man, that, that would, that would kind of be one of those things like, man, I, I, I missed the opportunity. Well, opportunity may present itself in a season. It's not ready to, to be in growth, but you gotta, you gotta work it. You gotta, yeah. mm-hmm. you gotta work the soil. That's right. Take some, I think I was telling Jake just, you know, if I'm going to start a business in seven years, then right now I'm taking like some soil samples. I'm, I'm doing some R and D, some research mm-hmm. and development. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like, is this even, you know, plausible? Mm-hmm. Is it something that helps solve problems? Is it a product or is it, you know, um, consulting Service. that, yeah. that are services that, that, that I'm efficient at or that I'm growing in? Mm-hmm. Um, have I given enough time to this to where I would pay myself mm. to hire myself? Right. And when you, when you're able to like kind of have some self-reflection, like, man, I wouldn't even pay myself to hire myself. Why would we expect someone else to hire us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, when you start doing that, man, you, you, you take the soil samples. It may not be big rocks moving first. Right. Yeah. But it's just kind of settling some things foundationally speaking. And it's the start before the start. Yeah. And so I would encourage people, start before you start. So, you, you know, there's there's dreaming and there's planning. Mm-hmm. Dreams never become realities. Planning is is what we hope to implement. You know, a lot of a lot of people can just you know just just wishful wishful thinking. Like I'm I'm yeah one day someday. It's just kind of the the dreamer's mentality. Yeah. Do you think there's a difference between a dreamer and a visionary? Hmm. Even when you say like the difference between like a dream and a vision, one of them just sounds more like when someone you like John you're great at like giving vision out for things I feel like vision for some reason is spiritual in a sense for me so vision in my head is it's from God like thought out like very like uh, outside of the uh, bounds of what I would be able to come up with by myself dreaming and that might not be true but for me that's what vision is and the difference would be Mm -hmm. dreaming would be sitting down and going oh these are all the cool things that could happen and and all of this i I think i have an issue with both of those things though because i for so long have lived with the inability to see the future or plan for it Mm -hmm. and so that's something that it's interesting you asked that's something i'm working through now of like what does it look like to dream or have vision for the future you know what i mean but vision just seems like it has like some backing on it that dreaming doesn't yeah i think when I think about the difference between the two of those, vision to me sounds more um, process related. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. so vision has the ideas of how to get there, where the dream is just there. Yeah. And there's no real. So, like, when people cast vision for business, they cast things that are values. Yeah. They cast things that are, um, you know, intentional things that that business is going yeah. to do to set them apart in the marketplace. So I remember like when we started Arrow, um, the name of our business even felt like the vision for it, which is to elevate Absolutely. lift up. And so we knew from the very beginning when we started our business, the vision for it was to be a company that comes alongside other people who have dreams in their hearts. Yeah and help them achieve those dreams. Absolutely. Now, the dreams that we had about doing Arrow were things like having our own office space and bringing a dog to work and like some of the things that we're experiencing now. 
Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it makes perfect sense. It really does. I think, and and like this is not like a trick question, or I I, I don't mm-hmm. have some ultimate like like end all be all when it comes to dreams versus visions or dreamer versus visionary. Yeah. Um, because I actually think that you should have a little bit of both. Right. I think everyone should have the ability to dream. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I think w- when it comes to dreams, I think the caution that I would offer is who you share those with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good advice. So sharing your dream. It's, all right. So this is me processing it too. Yeah. Because as you were talking, I was thinking about this. I remember the early stages of Arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a protected dream. Very. And so that protected dream only went to certain places. It did. Mm-hmm. And so uh, here's the way I want to say it, and I hope it comes out right, <laughs> is that dreams should be shared with someone who's willing to put the work in next to you. Yeah. So that when the vision is shared with everybody, mm-hmm. you've got those that are on the team with you, for you, encouraging you, and you've got vision that is offering the services or offering the dream to others. Yeah. yeah. So there's a yeah. development stage of dreaming. Right. And then there's the vision moving forward mm-hmm. that, that others can grasp. Does, does yeah. that? Yeah, that's exactly right. I think right. you need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think every great visionary started from some dream somewhere. Yeah. And then you got to protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you protect dreams, you know, again, if this is the start before the start, maybe the dream is the start before the vision becomes a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think there's something about passionately pursuing those things that you dream about. Yeah. As, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're looking at just dreams from like a literal sense, you've got good dreams. Mm. You got bad dreams. Mm-hmm. You got nightmares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I, yeah. I think there's a way to navigate those. And when, when I say the term visionary leadership, um, you know, I, I really think that, um, well, first of all, if leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less, as John Maxwell says. Right. Everyone has a level of influence. Yeah. Um, people are going to buy into you mm-hmm. before they buy into your vision or the things that you're into. Yep. Took us a long time yeah. to figure that out. Yeah. You have to be attractional for your vision to be attractional. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. I mean, seriously, I think um, when people buy into you, so really, it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Right. Um, it's the recognition. I was I was walking with a friend this past week, um, and we were talking about this, and I was I was like, man, whether it's the the fitness world mm-hmm. or whether it is church, nonprofits, uh, for profit businesses, you got to recognize that you're in the people business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And so. Everything that we do is always connected to people. It's either the people you're doing it with, achieving goals together, mm-hmm. or the services being provided to another person. Yeah. And so when you're in the people business, like you, you really got to learn people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that there's such an emphasis now on EQ um, as opposed to IQ. Now, there's, there was a need for smart people in the world. Yeah. IQ is, is the level of intelligence. Um, I've read studies that say that that number is pretty much like, like predetermined. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can only grow so smart, mm-hmm. but EQ, which is really this term that talks about emotional intelligence is something that you can nurture mm-hmm. and you can, you can grow in. Right. Um, and so when you look at that, I, I think learning people, yeah. um, 
And there's no better way to learn people than realize that, you know, the, the goal of services and products, man, it's got to be more than just mm-hmm. profiting off of people. Yeah. The best things we can offer someone is how can we get you connected better to people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I think at the core sales pitch mm-hmm. of social media, it was connecting people to people. Yeah. The problem was it actually was connecting opinions to mm-hmm. opinions. Well, <laughs> um, but when you really sit and think about connecting people to people, yeah, I mean, that's leadership and friendship. Right. Um, and everyone should be connected. I, th- I think it's, it's vitally important for the journey of our lives to, to have people to share it with. Oh yeah. Yeah. The encouragement I think from that too is, <laughs> this can sound really funny. This is a Michael Scott quote. So if you know the office, you'll know where this is coming <laughs> from, but um, he's talking to Ryan about business and he says, people are the business and people will never go out of business. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. I mean, it's true. It's very true. It doesn't matter what industry. Um, yeah. Connecting to people will always Absolutely. make you more successful. Yeah. And so I think success is driven by the fact that I am, I am in this for people connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when it becomes all about the product and the profit. Yeah. Uh, man, you're really not in it for people. You're, no. you're, mm-hmm. you're an abuser and a manipulator of people mm-hmm. yeah. to ultimately get the goal that you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. And really tie this into our faith. Consider others needs greater than your own. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, it's, it's a crazy simple concept and it's almost like, man, what if we did this? Yeah. Well, I would tell you what would happen. It would work. Mm-hmm. If I walk in a room and I'm looking out for you and when you walk in the room and you're looking out for someone else, like y'all remember it wasn't, um, now there was some tone deafness to this commercial. So when I say it, don't beat me up. But the idea was, you know, it was, I think it was the Pepsi commercial. It was like crossing lines and sharing a Pepsi with someone. Oh, oh. Kendall Jenner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but Coca-Cola did it better. Yes. And Coca-Cola was like almost like paying it forward, helping someone across the street, right. opening yeah. a door to let them go yeah, into the, yeah. uh-huh. like that was, <laughs> that was more the pay it for. Yeah. Uh-huh. Poor Kendall. I didn't mean to, like, she, I mean, she got roasted. I mean, yeah, yeah she sad. still is. Is it still? <laughs> well, I saw something the other day on TikTok. I was like, never forget. And I was like, oh, no, leave her alone. She solved, she solved like. <laughs> she solved racial injustice. Racial injustice with giving, with giving a, a Pepsi oh to gosh. a cop. Is that what it was? Yeah, basically. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It was, yeah, that marketing team. But now The SNL skit based on it, guys, is worth watching. <laughs> it's so funny. So it's, it, it, it's interesting. At, at who we let drive the vehicle of our thoughts. Yeah. Um, and you have, you know, and I'm, I'm saying this kindly, this isn't really like in a mean spirited way, but I think people long so much for connection mm-hmm. that we look for the perception of someone deeply connected and long for the life they have. Mm. Unfortunately, influencers, whether it's social media, whether it's celebrities, um, let's just call it what it is. They live out a touch of reality. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yet they're the ones painting reality for everyone else. Yep. Yeah. And so I've seen it play out so many times. You, you walk into a room and you're, you're all there to learn from, from, you know, like one keynote speaker mm-hmm. 
and people will wait in lines for hours to have a two-second conversation that means nothing in the long run other than getting a signature or a photo op when maybe the person who was ready to invest in your dream was sitting in the audience with you. Yeah. Um, I've never chased stages. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, man, like, oh, I, I need to talk to that guy. I mean, what, what about your neighbor? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. What about the people sitting sitting around you, you know? Yeah. Um, but w- what is the allure? I think that I think the appeal is they look more important because they have a better seat. So that's who I need to talk to. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget this. It was a pastor named Rob Ketterling where he talked about um, he didn't make his friends in green rooms. Mm. He made them in college dorms. Yeah. He made them at part-time jobs or like, you know, and so for leaders need friends, leaders, maybe you're looking for friends in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm. Mm. You know, maybe the friend is the guy that keeps showing up and driving with you everywhere as you pursue maybe a, 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 a circle of influence that you may or may never break into. Right. So, yeah, that's random. I don't know where that came from. That's good. That was for somebody. It was for somebody. Makes sense. Makes sense. So does starting before starting. Yeah. I really really felt like there's just a need for practicality on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't just want to talk about things without doing them. (laughs) And so, like, there's been a commitment, like, in our home and in my own personal life that, like, I I have a preferred future. I have a preferred vision of like where I want to, like if I can't see myself somewhere in five years Mm -hmm. and this is crazy for me because it's a new concept. I'm not, I'm not necessarily planning things based off of outcome. Right. But based off of obedience and responsibility, Mm. I can't control the outcome. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But I'm ultimately responsible for my reaction to the outcome of life or my reaction to the outcome of this business venture or, I mean, like we have no control over this podcast mm-hmm. and the outcome of it. Right. But we are responsible for the content we committed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's just call it what it is. You know, Jordan, before we went on uh, on air, <laughs> I like saying on air because of our sign. Yeah. Um, you had said like, you know, we're going to talk about next year and some things that we're dreaming about for Leaders Need Friends. Yeah. Well, like this is the start before the start because, man, I think we're going somewhere with this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just started out as, hey, let's create a space to, to do something. But if yeah. you're going to start before the start, was that what, did, did that ring vibrate go through the the phone? That was really cool. I thought it was the trumpet. No. I thought Jesus returned. I don't think so. Cue the music. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I, if I could encourage anyone, I, I think, man, start planning ahead of time. Oh yeah. I mean, the more time I have in between a plan and when it's supposed to happen and the investment I make up front. Yeah. I think I'm planning to have a better start when I start before the start. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that was my thought. That's what I had. How's Winnie's vacation going right now? She's in the other room and I'm worried that she is chewing a cord. But you know what? Mm. She gets electrocuted. She gets electrocuted. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't want to see her. I do not want to see that. I just have to come to terms with dogs eat everything. Who wants a puppy for Christmas? Giving her away (laughs) to the third caller. With a big bow and a box. That's a great way to do a giveaway because we have no callers. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Can you imagine running that switchboard, Jake? No. No. Let's dream about that for the future and start before the start. (laughs) Guys, thank you for hanging with us. We will be back next 
week. Leaders need friends.